Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to Bass and More Talk Radio. Um, I'm your host, Steve Huebner, and uh, I've got Kyle Robinson and Iowa with us, and also Dennis Grubman, uh, all gold down in Tennessee. All right, on tonight's show, we are going to be talking with Jerry McKennis in just a few minutes. Also, we will be doing a quick uh, info interview with Jim Van Ryan on of the Rod Glove Company. That'll be just a little bit later on. Uh, First off, um, for the listeners and how you can get involved is to um, dial 724-444-7444. Remember, this is a long-distance call. Uh, enter ID code 91535-POUND. And then either if you're a TalkShoe member, you can enter your 10-digit PIN, or you can just enter one pound and you will come on as a guest. Uh, for those unable to call in and but are logged into the chat room, you may leave questions there. As time permits, we'll get to them. So we're going to start this straight off here. We've got Jerry McKinnis on the line. Jerry, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you guys all doing? Doing great. Doing great. I'm doing good, Jerry. Everybody's staying warm. That's what I should ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm staying warm. It isn't getting as cold as it was supposed to here. We got kind of lucky. It's only getting down to 16 tonight. So I understand you're getting a little bit colder there. Uh, yeah, I uh, I live up in North Arkansas, up in the Ozarks, and uh, uh, <clears throat> I did I did miss all the big heavy snow and ice that just you know 40, 50 miles on. On the west of me here, it's just a kind of a disaster area, I guess. But um, so, but I miss that. But I still uh, still right in the middle of all the cold weather. Uh, yeah, uh, sounds like it. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we get right into this? Um, our first question here is actually from uh, Dennis down in Tennessee, and he just wanted to know what's your first love. Now remember, you're on a fishing show, so you got to remember that. Is it fishing or baseball? Well, first of all, I'm kind of surprised I didn't realize this was a fishing show. I thought you were going to talk to me about uh, the Arkansas Razorback recruiting uh, <laughs> uh, successes today. So I'm going to have to change. Uh, i got to throw these notes away completely. And uh, <laughs> uh, fish, Fishing or baseball, is that what the question was? Yeah, fishing or baseball. Well, <clears throat> uh, I, it probably would be fishing, but, boy, I love baseball and have loved baseball all my life. I'm a huge Cardinal fan, but I just like baseball in, in general. Have a lot of had a I have a lot of uh, uh, friends that that uh, play or played Major League Baseball, and 
And um, and so, and, and when I was a kid growing up, I have to tell you a, a fast story. When I, when I was a kid, my dad loved baseball too, and he wasn't <clears throat> he wasn't that, he liked fishing, but it wasn't he wasn't eat up by it, and he wasn't great about teaching me how to do it. Uh, but he did take me. He took me every time when when you know when he could go. Uh, he he would take me every time. Uh, possible, and I remember when I was in my teens. Um, <clears throat> I used to play on a really great American Legion team, and they and I was a pitcher, and they needed me pretty bad at a lot of times on the weekends. But I wanted to go fishing, and so they'd come over and try to talk my dad into talking me into playing instead of going fishing. And I I can remember being in the other room and and dad just saying no. He said, I'm not going to do that. Whatever Jerry, and he, remember, he was a baseball fan. Right. But he said, whatever whatever Jerry wants to do, if he wants to go fishing, then we're going to go fishing. And when if there, there was a point when my father passed away in the 80s that I started putting on the back end of my show, uh, dedicated to my dad, he always had time to take me fishing. Well, that that's where that came from. Uh, and so... Boy, that was a heck of a long way to answer your question, but uh, I like them both. I like them both pretty well. Okay, well, and we'll just go right into your show. Um, of course, I think everybody here knows your show, The Fishing Hole. I know I've watched it for many, many years. Waking up on a Saturday morning and catching it on ESPN. Um, you know, I know it started off with that five-minute segment down in Little Rock, right? Uh, well, you know, it was all it was all over the place, right? And 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 I'm sure that if I could see you guys and we were face to face, one of you would say, "Jerry, I've been I watched that show uh, since I was this high," you know, and <laughs> put your hands out around your knees. And I always tell people that that that's not a compliment. <laughs> right. Uh, and that right. Was, and that was my father you were watching. That was that wasn't me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh uh I had I I did that show from nineteen sixty three to uh about four or five years ago. And right. it, it it added up to forty four years wow. on uh, on television and all the you know people would always still to this day always say, Man, it was the longest running fishing show that uh that there ever was. It was actually the longest-running show, show, period, right, that, anybody, right. that anybody knew on a national basis, you know. So, right, so I, right. was, I was really proud of it. It was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, career for me. I was uh, uh, just really blessed with all the friends that I met on it. And in all the fantastic places I got to go. What do you think is the was the secret to the longevity of of the show? I think I was so darn good looking that people, <laughs> particularly particularly women, could not resist watching. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't really know. I, I have to tell you, when I started doing that, I couldn't find the guy to do it that I thought should do it and and so i started doing it and i thought i'm, I'm telling you i thought for years and years later than that pro probably 15 years later i was still looking for the guy that i thought ought to do that 
because it wasn't me. I, I didn't I didn't think I was was any good at it. Uh, well, as, as it turned out, I guess the way that I did it really uh, really hit home with everybody because I was not a professional at it. Um, right. I just did it just like you and I are talking right here. Uh, yeah. I never, ever read a script. I never, ever pushed a lure. Um, I never faked a fish. And everything was just exactly like you saw it. So I think people like that. And and I, I'd have to guess that 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 was the that that was the secret of my success. Right. Um, so out, out of all those shows, I mean, I'm I mean, there's countless of them, so it's kind of hard. I was just wondering, is there anyone that's really like your favorite show that you know that really stands out? Well, yeah, they probably would be. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if I had lots of time to sit and think, I'd, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I'd say, oh no, it wasn't that one. It was this one, you know. And yeah, so on, right, uh, right. Uh, but uh, you know, I went with uh, I went to to British Columbia one time, and and fished on this steelhead stream way back in the boonies, and they took us into it. On a hill in, in a helicopter, wow. and we would fly up and down the creeks, um, and we wouldn't even he wouldn't even land the the helicopter until we would see steelhead, uh, and then we'd you know then we'd get out and go fish for him. Well, and Forrest Wood was with me, and and I guess that was at least in the top ten trips I was ever on, and then uh, I went to Russia for. Uh, a week or ten days, I guess, with uh, uh, Coach Knight and Ted Williams, and that would obviously be in the top ten. Oh yeah, uh, that's... but but you know, I have to tell you, some, some of the greatest trips. You know, I can remember fishing this little stream in Driggs, Idaho, wow. up in the mountains there with a guy. His name is Lyle Coons. No one in the world knows him. He's just you know, he's just right. a just a good old guy that trout fished up there, and I remember what a great show that was. How how I remember it, and so my point is, my I I, I did I don't really judge trips by being with Ted Williams, um, uh, although that one was pretty special. I had great trips with with guys that that you know no one heard of before. Wow. Hey, hey uh, Dennis, do you have a question? Yeah, I, I got one for you, Jerry. I, I'm a huge fan of fishing. I won't tell you how long I've watched it. Because I'm still a young guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, will the fishing how it ever be syndicated to other outdoor channels? Please bring it back. <laughs> it. You know, I don't. I don't know that. I I I don't. I'm. I would. I wouldn't imagine so. Mostly because. Uh, although my sh- my the, the, that show was shot on film, it wasn't shot on tape, mm-hmm. and so that what, it, what whether you knew it or not, you were getting a different uh, feel by watching it. Film does something to you that videotape does not, and and so all the shows were on film, and and I uh, but now. 
things are on in HD, and so I couldn't bring that uh, that footage back and make it as great a looking as it was back there in those days. Uh, uh, so I'm I'm kind of hung out to dry on that one. I I have to say that it probably won't. And people have also said, why don't you why you know why don't you crank up and and do another season and and that kind of stuff you know. Or ask me why I ever quit, and my answer is is uh, it's kind of, kind of hard to explain. But the, my answer was that I was done doing it. When uh, I got when I got to the end, I knew I was done. Right. And and uh, and that's just all it was. I, I would never crank it up and do it again. Um, and so so that's. Uh, I don't know if you'd ever see reruns of it on on the Outdoor Channel. Um, I wouldn't have any objection to that, uh, but I, I don't uh, I don't know if if uh, anybody would want it anymore. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. That wasn't right. Uh, by that I mean I don't know if the quality what? of that show would come across because of the uh, 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 technical reason. They, they don't have the equipment, or I, I, say, I should say my show didn't, do, doesn't fit the equipment that they use now, and right. it wouldn't look good on TV. Well, that, that's a shame, because I'll tell you what, I think it would still probably be one of the top fishing shows, on, even the repeats, to watching it again, because I know I'd love to watch it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I remember... Towards the end, about the last uh, year or two, I got to showing some old film. I mean, not rerun stuff. I mean, old black and white stuff from right, you know, from the '60s and right. and stuff. Uh, and, and and showed how I used to do it, and showed the, the lures I used to fish with, you know, and the rods and reel, all the all the stuff we had then, which. I found extremely interesting. I don't know if anybody else did, but I thought it was. A no, I, I know they did like it. Everyone made comments about about how interesting that was to look at that real old stuff and and kind of get a uh, uh, a sense of what fishing was like back in the back in the sixties. Right. Oh yeah, that would be great. You know, that's kind of real nostalgic and. I think uh-huh. it'd be awesome to get that out, you know, somewhere on the internet or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's so much internet out here these days that I'm sure there's somebody out there, some guru technical guy could probably figure it out for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when when you get right down to it, I don't know this for a fact. I, I just I'm just kind of ballparking something here. I I believe television started in I don't know around. Middle forties. Yeah. I'm sure there was. I'm sure it was on somehow in in uh, some kind of a, a testing situations right. back as far as the thirties maybe. But I I can remember as a little bitty kid watching baseball on on a little screen, uh, a little oh. round screen as a matter of fact through right. the window. I didn't have any in my house, but my neighbor had one, and we'd go watch through the window, and <laughs> and I, that was by the middle 40s so if tv did start about that time and i and i was on there from the from the 60s to the to the 2000 uh i was on there i was on air almost 
two-thirds of the time that they're that TV was even invented. Right. Man, I am really feeling old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Man. you're starting to make me feel old there, Jerry. <laughs> I'm only 50 now. Wait, in the 50s, the new 40 or something like that? Or 40s? And new yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we uh, turn our attention to what I know a lot of people are wanting to talk to you about, and that is your purchase of bass. Um Really, what what inspired you to to do that to to purchase bass? Uh, ESPN called me and and, and told me they'd really like for me to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> really, seriously? I, I had no, I had hadn't didn't have the slightest thought of anything like that until they did that. Wow! And and I've had a wonderful wonderful relationship. Uh, at ESPN, right, and oh, yeah. and they they knew all my connections with it, and and my my not only my connection with ESPN but my connection with bass fishing and so on, and right. and and they they came to a point where they realized they probably wasn't doing as good a job with that as they should have been. Now everybody really, you know, with that with that said, I want to tell you that ESPN did a fabulous job for bass fishing. Now most people don't agree with that. They think uh, uh, because ESPN didn't come in and and just knock themselves out and make this better and that bigger and right. you know on and on and on that they well, they were just terrible. They were just terrible people. Well. The truth is, bass fishing has never been exposed like it has been in the last uh, 12, 15 years on ESPN. True. And, and they, they worked hard making that happen. Uh, they, uh, I, I guess you could say that they um, misunderstood uh, exactly what you have had to do to make an organization like this work, uh, they they didn't have the time or the resources or the or the business model to come in here and 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 get on the telephone with you guys and and right. talk like we're talking here. Yeah. Or go to the you know I when I was in New I went up to New York to speak to the uh, uh, the banquet for the New York uh, Bass Federation nation. And, and, you know, those are the things that you really have to do. And, and they weren't doing that. Hey, they had a, their business model is to make the NFL work. Right. And to uh, make Major League Baseball different. And, and make their studio shows dynamite. And they're doing good at all that. Right. Because they're the best in the world. And so they couldn't, they just couldn't change that model they had and start taking care of this. So... Um, uh, uh, folks, I'm I'm sorry. I uh, I'm seem to be uh, uh, long-winded tonight. Go, one go. We're, we're listening. We're, we're all just uh, listening. I can guarantee you that, Jerry. <laughs> but anyhow, that's when they called me and said, "You need to buy this." And then uh, when I caught my breath, <laughs> they said, but, "But we have. But here's the deal. We have another gentleman." Who is very close to ESPN, uh, like that, like yourself, has 
has had some interest in this in this whole thing, and we'd like for you to get to know him and come. You know, we want you to come to a meeting, sit down, and see if you guys could uh, come up with something and and together uh, tackle this thing. Well, it was Don Logan, oh. and uh, Don was the uh, he was um, semi-retired. And and uh, and he was the CEO of uh, Time Warner, and just it, well, it didn't take me very long to realize that this is a great guy, and and we can we can certainly make all this work. Uh, so when that happened, then we began to uh, go through the process of uh, trying to buy it, and and it it took you know probably eight months, something like that. Um, and and along the way, there was actually no problems. I mean, no, you know, no hang-ups or right. no snags at all by either side. It just takes takes a long time. Have you ever tried to buy something from Disney? <laughs> uh, it takes a long time. <laughs> so, so that's kind of that's kind of how that all started. Right. Yeah, and, and to touch a little bit on, and I know your relationship with ESPN and and your. But what you were saying, that I, I feel like, you know, just like you're here with us tonight, I guess there was a lot of anglers out there. And, and being out on the Internet like I am, I'm on a lot of different forums throughout, you know, Bill Dance's forum and all these different fishing forums. And I think that was one of the main things you would hear from people is that bass is forgetting the little guy, you know? Uh-huh. And I, uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying there a minute ago. I, I kind of said it in a different way, but uh, right. uh, that, that's that's what I and they probably were. Right. They they probably were forgetting the little guy. Yeah. Not because they were um, mean spirited or anything. They just couldn't do it. Right. They, they just they they didn't have what it, exactly what it takes to make that happen. Okay. Um. Uh. Kyle, do you have a question? I sure do. Uh, just to touch on the BASS and uh, your involvement, Jerry, uh, just your being around the angling network for so many years and the respect you have with the weekend anglers like us and the people on the professional level, they all respect you. And for that, we're all very appreciative of you taking this on. Well, thank you. That, that's very kind of you. We have young Dakota Morgan on here from down in Alabama. So oh, really? uh, well, Dakota and I have visited on a time or two. That's what we've heard. Uh, she wasn't able to call in tonight, but she's on our chat side of our program. Uh-huh. And she has a question that she would like us to answer. Or ask. Uh, to okay. see if you can get an answer from you. And she would like to know what can she do to help promote youth and conservation activities with BASS. For our guests, uh, for our guests that don't know Dakota, she's a young gal from Alabama, 12 years old. She fishes in the junior BASS tournaments. She helps with weigh-ins at the Elite Series tournaments, and she has a lot of things going on. Uh, Jerry, I'll let you answer her question. Well, that, that that's pretty simple. She should just keep doing exactly what she's doing, getting out in front of people. She she is not the kind of person that just goes and does it. Uh, 
when she gets done doing it, she seems to come back and tell everybody what she's done. And her personality is such that uh, that you're compelled to listen to what she's doing. And so she's she's very visible. And, and what she's doing is tremendous. Gosh, in, in many instances, she can do more for the youth than I can because for obvious reasons she's she's one of them and uh we're uh, you know she she was going to come to the classic and we were going to have her uh, in our booth and be doing some things and so on and i was very disappointed when i found out that she probably wasn't going to be able to come probably uh a school issue and one thing and another but that type of thing is exactly what she can do because because you can you you know she can stand and and uh, uh, demonstrate uh, uh, a flipping technique and and uh, can you imagine other kids come along there and see that going on and and they're obviously going to say man I got to go try that and, and you know that that's really the way to get to get started I think that all of us as a whole do a terrible job of promoting kids to get interested in fishing. And we should be ashamed when we get around this little girl and watch how hard she works at trying to do that. And, and you know, she did, so she wants to ask me a question. It isn't, uh, what color of spinnerbait do you normally use? What, what's your favorite topwater bait? Where's your favorite lake to fish? It wasn't none of those questions. It was, what can I do? To get uh, uh, my buddies, uh, the, the the rest of the youth, interested in bass fishing, and and I'm uh, a boy. I'm I'm really proud of this little girl. Good, uh, Jerry. I have another question. Uh, a very good friend of ours, Lori Charlebois. She's from Ontario, Canada, and is the vice president of the Ontario Bass Federation. Lori has a question that she would like me to ask you that question is being up in canada uh, obviously they're affiliated with bass there's a great presence up there they have a team that competes every year uh, to try to advance on toward the classic they would like to see some more things that are helping to get the Canadian anglers more a part of BASS? Well, okay, first of all, I think that any Canadian that belongs to Bath should have to pay twice as much entry to belong to Bass, and that is because their smallmouth are bigger and meaner up there than ours, and somebody has got to pay for that. You just oh, boy, shake your kick out of that one. <laughs> hey, I have had more. You know what? I bet I have had more questions from Canadians about bass and, and different situations that they have then I have the whole United States, and you can imagine uh, what a comparison there are in members in the USA and members in Canada. Uh, they're they're um, uh, upset because they don't get any bass television up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're I think they're 
their magazine might cost a little bit more because of shipping and one thing and another. And, and uh, you know, they just have a, a, a real hard go of it. And, and I, I certainly am sympathetic about that. Uh, we, we met with the, <clears throat> the presidents, the uh, Federation Nation presidents a couple weeks ago. I, I think about 40, 42, something like that came and we all got in a room. We talked all day long. And I swear, the the guy from Canada and I, oh, I cannot remember his name. And I should because he sent me a great email uh, uh, with a lot of these concerns and 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 probably the same things that that uh, this lady is is concerned about. And uh, and I'm I'm sure going to look into all of it, all of that. And I know that's a heck of an answer for a, a question like that. I'll look into it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really mean that. Um, I'm, I'm going to look into all the concerns uh, that that this gentleman had, and I know that that's going to cover a lot of the things that uh, that this lady is is concerned with too. I tell you, just addressing and just the comments that you made, just knowing that you're already uh, in touch with that issue, speaks volume. One more question for the from the lady's perspective here. Do you think that there's a chance that BASS may reconsider bringing back the ladies' division? I see young ladies like Dakota or ladies like Lori that really were disappointed when that had to go away. Yeah, well, you know what? I would think... You, you would have to ask me at a little later date. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've only owned this thing for 30 minutes. <laughs> and and, and the, the, the things for us to get our arms around and to, to strengthen over here and grow over there are just, uh, just my, kind of mind-boggling. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do. I, I would have to say that right now that is way down the priority list. But that doesn't say that we would never do that. But just right now, it's hard to because I, 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 that's another one that I get asked a lot, and and I have to have to be very truthful and say that I know about it. But I, there's no way I could say we're going to do that again. Or uh, in two years from now, we're going to do so and so. I I just have to get through a lot of other things, and and then get around to that. The the girls should not forget to stay on me about that. Don't um, I, I want them to do it. I'm probably going to to uh, uh, not give them an answer that they want. Uh, but if they keep on at some point when things are different, uh, I, it, it will certainly get my attention. I think a commitment to look at it and to consider it uh, speaks volumes. And on their behalf, thank you. Well, uh, we'll get around to that, I promise you. I, uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of gals about that, and, and um, I, I know that, that that was pretty... I know, I know how uh, passionate they were about that, and, um, because I was around it. You know, they were, uh, they were held in conjunction with our Elite Series most of the time. Not on the same lake, uh, but always kind of in the area and would come over and have their weigh-ins with us. And, uh, you know, you could, you could tell that, uh, boy, they were really into this. Mm-hmm. And, and so 
man, I, I bet, uh, you know, someone come along and take take that away from from me, you know, a, a man, you know, so so the, the men got this, this little circuit going, you know, and someone come along and shut it down, I'd be broken hearted. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know how they must feel. Give us some time. Yeah. Well, what we'll do, maybe we'll get you on here in like another, you know, nine months to a year, and then we can talk about it again then. Um, well, you bet. For all the um, the people on the chat board, my keyboard has quit working, so I can't answer anybody. So <laughs> if you don't see me typing, I, I can't answer. But, hey, um, we've got Troy here, and you know Troy Giants, and I believe he has a you question bet. to ask you. Hey, Jerry. First of all, it's, it's just an honor to be able to talk to you here on the show. And, uh, you know, being a guide is kind of like being a bartender or a preacher sometimes. I mean, you hear it all from every bass angler's perspective that's ever been, you know, that's ever possible. And uh, I know we've been through a lot of ups and downs in the industry and, and chaos, uh, especially with respect to the pros. And um, your purchase of bass, I think, is really a, a kind of a refreshing boost to a lot of us out here and who share a lot of the core values of fishing. And I, I really believe that you represent the core values of fishing just from fishing, and which is the background that most of us have come from. And I was yeah. wondering if... Go ahead, go ahead, Jerry. No, I, I was just... Uh, I'm, I'm uh, always overwhelmed when somebody says all that. I, I, boy, I sure appreciate you feeling that way. And, and, and that means a lot for me. Not You know, not that... The other guys that we're talking to here today, that, that it doesn't mean anything. But I, but I know, I know Troy, and Troy's one heck of a, a fisherman, and uh, you know, has got a. Uh, I, I, that, I, that just makes me feel re- really great for you to say all, all that. Well, I appreciate that, Jerry. You know how it is. I always say it like I feel it. <laughs> That's right. And, and you do too. You've been great with that. And I was wondering if you think with bass, now that you're involved in owning this, and, and again, which I really believe is great, do you believe that, uh, that it needs to be put back on a different path with respect to the core values of fishing and is focusing on those values, those traditional values that you have represented and, and that many of us have come from, do you believe that will be important in reestablishing the new direction of bass as you, as you lead on? Uh, you're darn right. And and uh, again, you know, what would I say? You know, obviously I would say, but you know that I'm that I am telling you the, the truth. Uh, <clears throat> when guys, when we all get um, affected by this bass fishing, um, and and everybody knows what that is. I, I think I, I always tell people that it takes you about four seconds to get. Uh, addicted to bass fishing because that's how long it takes for a fish to spot a little jig on the bottom and come over there and suck it in, suck it in, and you and you feel him, and and then that that, that never goes away, and w- when that happens, and and I could say that every one of you that are listening to this. Know what I'm thinking, Troy? You know exactly oh, yeah. what I'm talking about here. You would it, it, you would fish three more days without getting a strike, For that one and and go out the fourth day just trying to repeat what happened in four seconds 
three days ago oh, or yeah. four days ago or whatever. And, I, you know, when you say it like that, you think, boy, we're, we're a bunch of strange people. But but that's the way it is. And, and there's millions of us out there like that. And, and when, you know, to, to kind of get around to your point, that is exactly who I am. And and I and I want I want the the our federation nation to be strong and and I want our opens to really be great and I want the elite guys to to finally get to where they can really have good careers in professional bass fishing and I I want that all uh, hey guys I you know I, I I don't mean to be be saying anything that's it's not appropriate or anything like that, but I'm not here to make a buck. If I was here to try to make a buck, I would not have done this. I, I, I am here to make darn sure that we make those divisions of fishing that I just mentioned, the, the, uh, the, the uh, Federation Nation guys all the way up to the very top. I'm here to make sure things become better for them and we find a way to show more people that four seconds, and that's uh, I'm 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 just kind of uh, rambling off the top of my head here, but that that's kind of how I feel. Great, that's awesome, Jerry. I really appreciate it. We all really appreciate you. Well, uh, we got and we got a long way to go to do that. Do, hey, Jer- um, hey, Jerry. Do you, go ahead. Over. This past, I guess it's been now two years, the co-angler, and, and, and for me, I, I kind of felt like, you know, I like the move of not have. I, I think the co-angler should be there, but when it's game day, you know, you don't see Brett Favre with a college guy back behind yeah. the line quarterback. Yep. You know what I mean? And will, will that stay the same, or are you going to let the co-angler get uh, back in? I think in? it will. I think it will, and, and you know there there are a lot of people could differ with me, and I could I can understand why they would think differently than I do there. But I was kind of behind that from the beginning when it started, and and then we, when we put the Marshall program in, that is so popular, and people just kill to get that position, right? And it kind of fills that role of that, or kind of. Addresses the guy that's saying, "Gosh, I'm I'm Mr. Coinger because I learned so much and so on." You know, uh, well, <clears throat> you can still do that as as a marshal. You just can't fish, right? And I would under I could also understand why somebody wouldn't like that either, right? Oh, but that's yeah. why we put that in there. But but everyone has to realize <clears throat> we are trying to make this elite angler, the guys up there on the top. Kind of special, right? And and he's trying to make a he's he's going to try to make a career out of this, right? And it's kind of tough for him to go. I, I'll just give you one simple example here. You're going down the bank, um, fishing is just so so, but there's a few fish here and there on stick ups out off the bank in about three or four feet of water. Right. And you're coming up, <clears throat> and you've got two stick-ups. 
And so you have to decide which one of them you're going to throw at because the guy in the back of the boat's going to throw at the other. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's not really how it should be. Right. Um, it just, it just, you know, it isn't really fair to this guy, uh, this guy in the front of the boat, for him to have to make that choice right there. So uh, that, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about that. And I hope I don't. I know I, I I'm. Uh, there's a lot of people that disagree with me completely, um, but. If if uh, you put me in the back of the boat and try, I bet you'd be the very same way. Right. Put me in the back of the boat. I'm gonna try my dangest catch a fish. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> well, you and, you know that there's been. I mean, there was a big discussion on. I forget what forum it was on, and we were all talking. And that's what I brought up. You know, like I said, you don't see, you know, um, Peyton Manning in the backfield with a college quarterback to his side. You know what I mean? He's back yeah. there because yeah. he's a pro. He's the best at the at, right. at the business. And I feel like these guys, these elite guys, they're the best at the business. They should have first dibs at all fish that are coming down that bank. That's what they do for a living. That, that is right. And 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 we have and are, are going to have uh, here's here's another area that I'm really wanting to work hard at and that's in our open divisions. <clears throat> and um Hey, I, I want to make them stronger and, and bigger and so on, but but I don't want them to ever be anything but the open divisions where there's a co-angler in the boat with them. So that so that uh, avenue for the co-angler is right there for you. And and uh, you, you know our our first open was a couple weeks ago. It was down in Florida, and there was man, there's 25 elite guys in it. And, and so, and 25 elite guys and probably another, well, there were 200 fishermen in it. And so, you know, there's a bunch of good fishermen out there. And it's, it still gives a co-angler that opportunity to get in the boat and learn and get the fish while he's doing it and compete. So, it isn't like we've taken that away. We're just starting to make it a little bit different when you get up in the, into the elite, uh, elite area. Okay. Um, I we've got um, Rick here um, on the line, and uh, he wants to ask you a question. Go ahead, Rick. Jerry, it's a pleasure talking to you. Um, has there been any talk or discussion of maybe uh, like the Elite Series, uh, the Opens, and whatnot, more television coverage of them than just maybe ESPN too? I know they're going to have the classic, but. You know, like the WFN or or Outdoor Channel or anything like that. More, I guess, so there'd be more uh, more opportunities for people to watch. Okay. Well, let, let me answer it this way here. Uh, first of all, we got a, a three-year with a two-year option, virtually five years, to be on ESPN. So that's really great. They're they're like I said earlier, they they are behind us 100%. Boy. Uh, but the thing that's different when we used to do it for ESPN, uh, my my company has been doing the television side of it for years and years now. Uh, uh, and we did when we did it for ESPN, then it obviously wasn't going anywhere else but ESPN. But now that we've uh, uh, since we made the transaction uh, transition, 
you know, we were able to take our shows and go anywhere else we want to with them. So we are most likely going to at least begin with uh, rerunning uh, rerun the elites in uh, <clears throat> uh, probably maybe the middle of summer in the fall at a in a prime time um, uh, time period, and hopefully get to some new viewers and uh, and give give everybody a, a good chance to to uh, see this level of fishermen and. And then, on top of that, probably develop some new programming. Could even be the certain open events. Could be like the Federation Nation Championship and a, a few opens and, and things like that. Uh, so the you know my my answer to you is yes. Uh, we we have certainly got that on the radar. Plus, we I I think there'll come a day when uh, the viewers on the internet. Will be larger than what's on television, and 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 we are we are very quickly going to start developing that, and and when we can get that accomplished, you'll be seeing the you'll be seeing live uh, uh, stuff on the internet, and of course all day long probably. So we got a lot of work to do there yet, but we know it can be done because we've kind of done it. With the classic in the past, and uh, and so that's another option. So, um, uh, the again, the answer to your question is uh, absolutely. We we see a lot of avenues for more television. Oh, great! That's good to hear. Thank you. Okay, doke. All right. Where are you from, Rick? I'm from Iowa. All right. Up here in the, in the cold, blizzardy conditions. Yeah, we got a couple <laughs> people from Iowa on here. Jerry, we got an Iowa, yeah, Iowa contingency. They're always here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, we now don't be bashing the Saiwegian. <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, now we have. I'm not sure who this is. It's their name is Fish and Chick. I'm going to unmute them here, and I believe they have a question for you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, first of all, I want to say that this is such a cool thing that you can, like, log on to the Internet and actually talk to Jerry McKinnis. <laughs> oh, give me a break. I know exactly who this uh, is. Okay, so this is somebody you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, these are some little rock goobers. And, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I'm very anxious to hear what the question is. No, no, no. I want to know. The question I have is, really, what are Martin Is Troy still on here? I'm huh? still here, yeah. I'm still here. Oh, hey, okay, well, you know who this is, don't you? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I okay. want to know, know, are Mark Zona, is Mark Zona really baddie like he seems? And is Tommy Sanders really as kind of, you know, you know, no, normal as he seems? <laughs> they are actually cardboard stand-ups. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really real. Uh, that's uh, Alvaro and my son Mike yeah. behind him doing the talking, and uh, and so they're they're actually fictitious people. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel for Zona now. I can I don't know about Tommy, but I can tell you, Zona, you got to stay totally away from that guy. I promise yeah. you, as far away from him as you can. Okay, <laughs> let, let me let me fill you guys in on something here. My my whole gang is a, a is a really talented out the 
uh, out of this world, but they're all very clever, all very smart. Most of them are funny and creative, and you know, just the whole the whole ball of wax. The craziest guy in my group is Tommy Sanders, no. not no. Jonah. Oh, man, that's hard <laughs> that to believe. Really shocks <laughs> that mo- most of the time, that just shocks the heck out of people. Yeah. He is so funny and so smart and so clever that he's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's just, and, and when that little red light turns on that camera, that guy is as, uh, is as big a pro at what he's doing as anybody you've ever been around. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so fortunate to to, uh, uh, to not only know him, but uh, ha- have him uh, right in the middle of all of our work. I got let's a quick, I got a quick Zona. The, uh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Beg pardon? I was going to say I had a real quick Zona story, but go ahead. Uh, no, I want to hear the Zona story. <laughs> okay. Two years ago, they had uh, a BASS uh, tournament at Burlington, Iowa, and uh-huh. Mark Zona was going up onto the stage to talk and they were waiting for him uh, cameras everything ready to go a young kid is standing there and says Mr. Zona can I have your autograph Mark turn around walk down off the stage signed this young man's tournament or signed this young man's gave him his autograph then turned around and went back up to the stage and talked about the tournament that's great that, and when that's I good. when when that happened. You can't believe how everybody was so touched by what Zona did. Well, wow, that that's great. That is that's Zona for you. He's just he's just fantastic. He's just a fantastic. I I uh, was blowing and going there about uh, Sanders, and uh, and and so proud to have Sanders with it. Well, I, I I didn't mean to discount Zona, but we are just as proud to have him. Oh, we know that. We know that. Yeah, I that, you know I, I want to hear more from Fish and Chips there. What was that? Fish name? and Chick. Is that what the name of this? Fish and Chick. She said, "Thank you for letting me talk." Fish and Chip. <laughs> I thought she said Fish and Chips. <laughs> I like Fish and Chips better. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, as far as Zona and uh, Tommy Sanders go, I mean, I, I don't think you could have a better two people that play off of each other than those two on the set. Um, yeah. You know. Yep. You you can tell, you know, the way they they and they've been doing this for how many years now? Well, not that many. Uh, five maybe. Well, that's a pretty good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, as I said, Tommy's so smart and so uh, such a leader. You know, he's a uh, he's a host. He's not a and Zona is a play by play guy. Right. And and Zona, on the other hand, is such a uh, loose cannon. But so knowledgeable about the sport, and and it's very obvious that uh, that he is, and so they are the they're, they're the perfect pair. I'm telling you. Yeah. The odd couple. Uh, I think uh, Fishing Chick said she she wants to ask you another uh, question. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So um, uh, first of all, Jerry, I wanted to make sure you realize that Troy is is in Arkansas right now, and you know he's a Lake Gunner. He's a big Lake Gunnersville guy, but he's living in Arkansas right now. So we're trying to convert him to uh, uh-huh. to, to the Arkansas lifestyle. But so I'm gonna put you on the spot right here and ask you, 
and and maybe this was talked about earlier, but who do you see as winning the classic? I want to uh, I want to put you on the spot and make. She took my question. I was going to ask you that too. Good. <laughs> 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 well, uh, so you you got a uh, you know you're obviously when when I'm asked that I'm obviously going to say somebody that that you all know. <laughs> But but with that said, I'm gonna guess that somebody's gonna win it that you don't know. Oh. That now that's what I think. But nobody now that, knows. But that yeah. That, by that I mean uh, uh, you know he's not a might not even be an elite guy. Uh, might be an open angler. Uh, could be a federation nation guy. Uh, uh, I just think somebody somebody really really unusual is going to win that. Uh, so just kind of file that in the, in the, in the back of your head. Uh, <clears throat> I guess, though, that if I was going to pick, uh, I'd say Hackney. If I'm, if I'm going to pick yeah. uh, a guy that everybody knows, I'd say uh, Greg Hackney. Oh, Greg Hackney. Uh, I'm out. sorry. Yeah. But, but I, still, I, I still want everybody to, to know that I think it's going to be someone that uh, someone really th- that no one's even counting on. Right. Well, Hackney is known to swing for the fences, right? What does that mean? Yeah. Well, the the very I first Bassmaster Classic saying they're going to swing for the fences. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think Hackney, the very first <laughs> Classic we ever saw him in, everybody was really stoked and excited that Hackney was in the Classic. And, and he and he did swing from the fence, didn't he? I think he might have bottomed out in that class. <laughs> and he, and he, he swung and missed. Over. Uh-huh. Right? But he knows, so, uh, you know, he knows this so well where we're going that he's not gonna. You know, when you say when when these these anglers always use that expression, and I, I was just uh, uh, getting honored about using that expression when they say that. They mean they're going to take a chance. They're going to go do something that maybe they're not that they don't normally do, and and uh, and that's what they mean when they say they're going to swing for the fence. I don't think Hackney is he, he's too familiar with that down there. He's not going to he he'll know better than to take a chance because he's got too many good options to go to. Right. Uh, and and I think that he'll just fish really solid and and uh and not take many chances. And and I, I the, the the really good anglers know boy they know their way down there. And and for right. for the folks that don't that have never been there, you can't believe how uh difficult it is to get around down in there. Right. It's just of uh, horrifying. Right. Oh, and, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge, and it's got all these thousands of little channels, and right. where you cut through here, and you go over to that area, and get then cut back over. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. But uh, there's probably uh, I'm going to guess twenty guys that really, really know it, and and Hackney would be one of them. And so I think. When you, when like I said, when you really know what you're doing, then you, then you're not going to take a chance. And then 
and then it's just going to be a matter of who catches the biggest fish, because they're all going to catch the fire out of the fish. The fishing is going to be unbelievable. Uh, it's just who's going to catch the um, uh, a bunch of three and four pound fish. Right, and you know, talk a little bit about the classic and and going down to the delta down there. Um, you know, with everything that's gone on there over the last, you know, you could say what what five years, I guess, with the oil spill and the hurricane uh-huh. and, and, and all that. Right. Um, I thought it was just really great that you guys picked the the delta to do this in this year. Well, you know, I, I it is going to give us the opportunity to expose it. Uh, and, and I think everyone's going to be uh, everyone's going to be shocked because they're I don't know what they're expecting, uh, but probably nothing very pretty. But it's still as beautiful as it ever was. Right. And 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 quite honestly, and I don't want to I don't want to be downplaying all the things that has happened to it in, in the last few years. But quite honestly, if you didn't know that it happened, you wouldn't see it right. if you went down there. Right. It's just it's. It's just as fabulous as ever. Yeah, that is is maybe the most fabulous wildlife area on earth. Mm-hmm. It's just a magnificent place, and I'm and I'm glad we can go down there and let everybody know that uh, that we've still got a lot of work to do, but the Delta is okay. Yeah, I, I read a story. I'm not sure who wh- who it was, but there was a few people that had went down there and fished, and they were just like. You know, we're catching four or five pound bass, and you know we're not seeing no oil or anything like that. So it's still in great, great yep. shape. Yeah, yeah. You 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 think you're gonna go down there and start seeing? You don't see, there's no oil in sight anywhere. You know, right, right. So uh, they've they've done a good job of cleaning up. And now you know that ain't to say that in a a year or two that it isn't gonna have an effect on it. Hey, I wanna. I want to know, does Jerry know this by first-hand knowledge, or is he just repeating something that he's heard other people say? I have been down there, and and I, I went down about I went down there like the last uh, couple of two or three days before the cutoff period where they couldn't go down there anymore, and and I was down there red fishing, and red fishing was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was incredible, and 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 we didn't bass fish. We caught a few bass. But we didn't bass fish. We just fished for redfish. But there was, uh, uh, my gosh, I bet I saw 15 classic guys down there practicing. And, um, you, you know, no, when, when it was all done, none of them well, gave me any detail other than the fact that they just caught the fire out of them where they right, went. So, right. uh, and, and, and I have to say again, no, there is no oil anywhere. Um, uh, and and there's no real sign of the hurricanes and all. It was just beautiful. Great. Yeah, I, I can't wait for it, you know. Somebody's got up on here 15 days, 9 hours, and 54 minutes. Well, it might be 53 <laughs> now. So I think everybody's... Uh, how many days? 15? 15 days, 9 hours, 50-some minutes. <laughs> Gosh, I, I have to tell you the truth, guys. That scares the fire out of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, hey, Jim. We've got uh, Jim Sledge on. Hey, Jim, did you have anything you want to ask uh, Jerry? Uh, no, I, I just wanted to say, you. Uh, uh, hello, guys. Uh, I've been kind of eavesdropping here, and I'm kind of late getting in here. Can you hear me okay? Oh, uh, yeah, we got Steve? you. Go ahead. Okay. Yep. 
Okay. Hey, Jerry, I just want to say, of course, I've been a fan for many, many years, but uh, we're, we're all thrilled. I might be saying something somebody's already said, but I just want to say we're just, just thrilled that uh, you've taken over the reins of BASS. Uh, well, thank you so much. I uh, Believe it or not, I uh, fished some of the early tournaments. Back in uh-huh. the 60s and in the early 70s, and uh, uh, you probably don't remember. Uh, uh, I believe you were at uh, Jackson, Mississippi, in 1971 for the. Ross Burnett. You were, Ross yeah, Burnett? yeah. Uh-huh. We, we met briefly, but uh, anyway, uh, I, I just just want to say that man, we're just just thrilled to death that you guys are uh, handling things now for BASF. Well, again, I, I uh, say how much I appreciate that. We, the support is just uh, uh, the, the support from everywhere has been uh, almost overwhelming. Uh, it, it's been the biggest surprise out of everything that I've run into since this happened. The support that uh, uh, that everyone's given me. So uh, I appreciate those kind words, and, and we're just going to going to do the very best we can to make you proud of us. Oh, you will. I, I feel sure you will. Yeah, I think I think everybody on here and everybody out there that has followed Bass over the years knows that you are going to take great care of Bass, and you're going to, like you've been saying, you're going to put the dots back into the BASS. <laughs> so, I, I, you know. Well, Jerry, I'll tell you what. We've had you on here for quite a while. We really appreciate you. Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer unless you want to stay. I, that's totally up to you. I know you just probably drove a long ways. And you're probably tired, so yeah. My 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 dog wants to go outside, and, and I want to go to sleep. All righty, buddy. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, I will put a link to this when I'm done. I'll edit it and everything, and I'll have a link up and I'll put it on your Facebook page so that you can listen to it. So from everybody here. Okay. Um, and Bass and More Talk Radio, we really appreciate you being here, Jerry. Thanks a lot. Well, listen, I've 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 got to say that uh, the girl that was on there a minute ago is Angie Thompson, and um, and it was a surprise that I heard her on here. I, she, she's in Little Rock, and uh, <clears throat> but I knew instantly who that was. Yeah. And and I will say this that that she's uh, she has been manning the. Uh, <clears throat> the BASS uh, Facebook site and and all the questions that get answered and all the, the things that you see on there of uh, Angie's uh, oh, behind all that so great. so I so I was glad that uh, I'm glad to hear from her um, but th- this was a lot of fun this, this is this is really uh, this beats being on uh, a radio show it's just yeah um, you know a lot a lot of easy, easy going and and freewheeling. I really enjoy that. And uh, and uh, folks, holler at me anytime. I'd I'd be glad to do this again some point. Okay, so, yeah, we will, so, uh, we will. Uh, I'll definitely we'll do it again. We since we know who uh, Fishing Chick is and Angie is, we will definitely be posting <laughs> on your Facebook page. And you know, we'll let you we'll let you get into and get your feet wet with the bass and everything, and get you down the road and get yeah, you back on can... here in in a few months or so and that see how things good. are going. That sounds good. I'd love to do that. All right. Well, you take care, okay. get your dog, and, okay. and get him outside, and, and get you some rest, Jerry. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks, Jerry. All right, everybody, that was Jerry McKennis on Bass and More Talk Radio. Now let's hear a little information from one of our sponsors, the Rod Glove. I've got Jim with the Rod Glove on the line. Jim, could you tell us a little bit about the uh, Rod Glove company? Well, thanks for having me on the show, uh, Steve, and um, uh, the opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about our company, the Rod Glove. We make a premium fishing rod protector uh, that we sell throughout North America and globally as well. Um, we, we basically started this business to be able to offer the anglers what we feel is the best design in rod protection uh, at an affordable price. Jim, uh, how is your product different than the other products that are out on the market today? Well, Steve, when we started the um, when we started the rod glove, we really focused on what the needs of the anglers were, and we we took a lot of uh, we we did a lot of talking, we did a lot of uh, question asking to find out exactly what the anglers wanted, and um, ultimately it it came down to first of all function of the product had to be good, it had to come on and off your rods easy. And it also had to be able to go in and out of rod lockers easy. So the one thing that our product has is it has a what we call a tapered tip. So the tip of the rod glove comes down to a point which allows you to get it in and out of your rod lockers very easily. And then we also wanted to focus on sizing. Uh, while we knew we couldn't come up with a size that would fit every single rod, we needed to come up with enough sizes that would fit um that would fit individual needs of the different anglers. So essentially we have um, we have our spinning models, which are for spinning rods, and those come in two sizes. Um, they come in a five and a half foot, which basically will cover a rod up to seven foot, possibly up to seven and a half foot, depending on the handle length. And then we also have a six foot three spinning model, which will cover a rod all the way up to eight feet in spinning. Then in our casting line, we have also two sizes. We have one that is uh, five foot three inches that will cover rods up to seven and a half feet, but will also cover a rod that is as small as or as short as uh, six feet. Um, then our extra long model in the casting is um, six feet long, and that one will cover rods all the way up to eight and a half feet. And then, of course, we have our... Um, our micro-guide uh, rod gloves, which we keep in two casting sizes as well. And our micro-guide rod gloves are were meant to meet the demand of um, the ever-growing popularity of micro-guide rods. On a standard rod sleeve, the small um, guides on a micro-guide rod will pop through the meshing. Um, it doesn't matter whose product it is out there. So we came up with a rod glove that had extra tight weave to keep the small micro guides from popping out. Um, and again, we offer two sizes in that as well. Um, and then, of course, we have our, um, our ice fishing rod gloves, which come in four different sizes, 19, 21, 23, and 30 inch, um, that address the needs of the ice fishermen. So that's kind of where we are right now. We offer 13 different colors uh, in our casting models and eight different colors in our spinning models. I also understand you do uh, custom branding. We sure do, Steve. It's um, it's been uh, it's been a real advantage for us out in the marketplace to be able to offer the custom branding on our rod gloves for retailers. Um, and basically, what it 
what we can do is we can print a logo or a website or or a name just in plain text onto our rod gloves. Um, and this gives a retailer a, a great bit of marketing uh, long after the product leaves the store. So that's been uh, that's been an option that we have that uh, a lot of retailers have taken advantage of and have seen uh, a lot of good results just in because everybody when you see a, a nice colorful rod glove, quite often anglers will say, you know, what's that? What do you have there? And when they come over and talk to the angler that has it, they can easily see that the store, the store in which you bought it on, whether it be um, you know, a big online retail store or, or a standard uh, local tackle shop, um, they'll be able to know where they got it. So it, it really does give a lot of um, marketing value to the, to the retailer when they order them that way from us. I also understand you have technique tags. Could you explain a little bit about that? Sure, Steve. Our uh, technique tags is a relatively new product. In addition, it's actually an accessory to the rod glove. And uh, what it is, it's a small piece of rod glove material that you can slide down over top of your rod glove, and it will have the technique. Um, it will say the technique on it of what you have that rod rigged up for. So essentially, you may have ten rods in your rod locker, um, and they all have uh, rod gloves on them. And you might have one for spinner bait, and one for uh, Texas rig plastic, and one for a jig, and, and so forth and so on. And you simply just take these branded technique tags and you slide them down over the rod glove. And um, therefore, when you look into your rod locker, you can quickly identify what is on that rod. Um, and again, it's one of those time-saving things. It might only save a, you know, a few seconds or, or half a minute of you sorting through your rods, but come tournament time, every uh, every second is valuable. So uh, that was really a demand, or a um, yeah, a demand, I guess you could say, from the from the anglers out there looking for some way to be able to quickly identify their rods. So we yeah, we just responded to that marketplace demand and and came up with that product. And, uh, yeah, we're happy to say that it's been quite successful so far. Jim, I want to thank you for being on Bass and More Talk Radio. Uh, could you tell the listeners where they could go out and uh, purchase the uh, rod glove? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. You can. Uh, the listeners can go to our website, which is www.therodglove.com. Uh, you can click on retailers um, on this sidebar, and there you will have a list of uh, local shops as well as internet-based uh, shops that carry our products, such as uh, Tackle Warehouse and Bass Tackle Depot. And um, yeah, just uh, either support your local shop or buy it online. Uh, they have a great selection of uh, of what we sell, and um, that's that's where people can go to get them. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks again, Steve. I really appreciate it. No Have problem. a great day. You too. Okay, everybody, that's the end of our show for tonight. I want to take a moment once again to thank Jerry McKennis for being on the show. Great job, Jerry. We really, really appreciate it here on Bass and More Talk Radio, and we look forward to talking to you in a couple months. Also, I want to thank Angie Thompson. For coming on the show that was great really really helped out thank you a bunch also Troy Jens as always thank you Kyle you know great job Dennis down there in Tennessee stay warm appreciate everything you guys are doing all right 
next week's show, we will have pro disc golfer Dave Felberg. Uh, for anybody that don't know, Dave's one of the top guys in the game, so make sure you stop by and check it out. Well, this is Steve with Bass and More Talk Radio. I want everybody to have a great night. Be safe and take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.